Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. There's probably, and, and, and I'm just gonna guess, okay? This is not a criticism by any means. There's probably not a big ratio of people in here that has ever roped a calf in the pasture, in the brush, or in the trees, or something like that. I mean, you got a kind of cowboy for a living to do that. Let me try to explain the very first time Leroy Evans is already smiling. I haven't even started yet because he knows what's coming. If you've met the first time you tear out across the pasture, the boss says, rope them. And you tear out across the pasture trying to rope a calf. Let me try to maybe illustrate how that goes. If you would like to take a cotton ball and try to knock a hummingbird out of the air from 14 feet away, that's about how hard it is to get your first calf roped out in the pasture. Maybe try to take a bowling ball and try to knock down a bee with it. We were on the Rocker Bee Ranch, and you know, I had roped in the arena. You know, guys, let me tell you what. There is as big a difference in roping in the arena and roping in the pasture as there is night and day. So we're sitting there, and you know, when you're gathering cattle, man, you've always got one. You got that one cow that's always trying to turn back, and she doesn't ever have that little calf that follows her. She's got that calf that belongs to her that's been way out there a quarter of a mile, way out here a quarter of a mile, and he's got a permanent nine in his tail. Okay, so we're getting there to the, to the pens, and we're trying to push everything in, and I mean, as Murphy would have it, they are right there at the back, and right as they're fixing to go through the gate, we're like, yeah, we're great cowboys. They turn and there's nothing that we can do to stop them. And the wagon boss is mad. Rope them! So me and two other cowboys, we tear off. Well, they were ahead of me. They went after the cow, because she was easier. She was a big old fat thing and she couldn't run very fast. She was just kind of loping off out through there. Well, they took the cow and yelled, get the calf. Ooh, boy. I was a real cowboy now. Boy, I leaned forward over that horse, and boy, I'm whooping and a spurring to it. I was on Hanos, so we were going about this fast. No, not really. I was on the Red Colt that time. But anyway, you got to be here for a long time to get some of these things. And so, anyway, but you know, there's so much going on. I mean, it's like juggling four. See? Whoever just called me Junior? We gonna have words. My hind end is so hot, it melted the connection. That's what that is. So anyway, I'm tearing out across there and you're trying to watch this calf 
which is like a bumblebee trying to follow a bumblebee. And I mean, it's darting through the brush and I'm darting through the brush and I'm going and I'm going and I'm trying to swing a rope. And I ain't made it from here to Trevor to this deal. So finally, I got tired of swinging the rope. Then you're diving through the brush and everything like that. And the br you know, brush takes the rope out of your hand. You got to coil it up. And your horse is looking back at you like, are we going to do this or what? But really what happened is I just loped up there and I threw a 30-foot loop. It landed right on the ground. <laughs> 35 feet from the calf. <laughs> 35 minutes later, that calf has stopped and is looking up at me asking me to rope it. With its tongue hanging out, we are four and a half miles and in three different pastures. And so... I threw the, no, we were still in the same pasture and it wasn't 35 minutes. It felt like 35 minutes. But anyway, <laughs> I chased that calf and I threw so many loops. I had to switch to my left hand because my right arm wouldn't lift anymore. And so anyway, finally this calf is seriously, I'm about to kill this calf, okay? Now I was really, really young and you know, it's your first time you get excited and common sense kind of throws out the window and so it's 180 degrees. And so anyway, this calf by now is seriously just trotting. <laughs> so I just kind of ride up there, look around, take one swing, throw it from here to there <laughs> and missed. Yeah! Dallied. You got to turn off a little bit, kind of ride off. And then I thought, you know what? What would a real calf roper do? So I bail off my horse and I run to it and I flank it and it hits the ground and it scares my horse and my horse ran off. <laughs> but I've got a calf. So I hear clang, 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 clang. About 10 minutes later, here comes my dad with my horse in the trailer. <laughs> and he's going along and he pulls up and I've got this calf tied and everything like that. I said, man, that horse, dad, he was, he was bucking and, and man, I come off, but in air, I roped that calf and I caught it, but my, but my horse ran off. He goes, I was watching from right over there. I saw everything that happened. I said, is it okay if we tell everybody that's what happened? He said, yeah, that'll be fine. You know, I was on the Rocker B when dad first moved out there. After I graduated from high school and tried college for about three semesters, then I went to the Carrizo Springs at San Pedro Ranch. Left there, got a job on the Rocker B. And you know, I'll never forget I was in town one day and they said, oh, Kevin's back, blah, blah, blah. They said, what are you doing? I said, I got hired on at the Rocker B. And they said, you did? I was like, well, yeah. And they were like, well, you're not that great of a cowboy. And what makes you so good that you got hired on out there? It's hard to get on out there. I mean, you know, I mean, the Rocker B about three months ago was in the Western Horseman. I mean, this is a big ranch owned by the Scottish Rite Hospital for Crippled Children. And it's not easy to get, it's not easy to get a cowboying job anyway, much less on a big outfit and everything like that. And I guarantee you, I probably was not worthy in their eyes to be a hand out there on the Rocker B. But you know what I was? I was cowboy worthy. How was I worthy of getting a job on a big ranch that every cowboy wanted? You know, I, I, I tell you the story of roping the calf to tell you that I am no top hand with a rope. 
I mean, I can catch every now and then. I went out to Phil Spence's one day and he was driving the little mule, pulling the little sled. And I was on Fiona and I was walking up and he's like, I thought you said you couldn't rope. He's like, you're not pretty at all, but you can catch. That's how I rope. I'm not very pretty at all, but I can catch. I wasn't very handy with a rope. So how did I get the job? If a horse farted too loud, I fell off until I was probably 24. I was not a horseman. I could not shoe a horse in one day. You're supposed to shoe a horse every six weeks. I did that because that's how long it took me. <laughs> I, I shooed all the time. I don't want to see how Doug does like 20 a day. I didn't have fancy tack. I didn't have fancy shafts. I didn't have the fancy hat or the 60-foot rope or anything like that. I knew nothing about bovine care. If it was up and breathing, I figured it was pretty good. If it was dead and or laying down and not breathing, I figured that was bad. That was the extent of my veterinarian knowledge. So how did I get the job? Why would they hire this kid that can't rope that well? He can't ride that well. He doesn't fit the part with the big fancy everything. He does, he's not going to be the poster child for uh, Western Horseman. He's not going to be the poster child for the Four Sixes Ranch or anything like that. I, you know, the only thing I knew about a windmill was where to put the gas in it, I thought. What I'm saying is I didn't know anything. What made me worthy to get that job? I had three things that separated me from a lot of people. Three qualifications. And everybody out there in the Rocker B had witnessed all three of those qualifications. And it's the reason that I got the job. I had cowboy worth. Now what is cowboy worth? Cowboy worthy. Cowboy worthy means wanting what a cowboy is. Think about that. If you want to be a cowboy, you've got to do what cowboys do. You've got to want what they are. I wanted to, I mean, think about the old Willie Nelson song. My heroes have always been cowboys. And that was true for me. I mean, I, I grew up idolizing Josie Wells. I grew up on John Wayne. Man, when Lonesome Dove came out, tell me, men, that every single one of you didn't want to be Gus. <laughs> There's like three people that have said that they wanted to be Carl. I don't know why. He had no sense of humor. Worked his butt off. Anyway, but think about that. Did you want to be a cowboy? That's what I wanted. I wanted to be a man that looked fear in the face and did it anyway. That's what a cowboy was to me. He wasn't afraid of anything. I mean, they got on bulls. They got on rank horses. They, you know, they went out there with mean cows. It didn't matter what they did. I never saw a cowboy that was scared. I'm not saying that he was never scared. He just looked it in the face and just did it anyway. I wanted to be that kind of man. I wanted to be a man that stood for something besides myself. You know, I wanted to be somebody that somebody looked up and kind of just by looking at him and being around him for a little while knew that he stood for something. That was important to me. I wanted to be a man that was respected for who he was, not for what he had. Think about that. Do you want to be respected for who you are 
or to be admired because you've got some nice toys or a big house or a fancy horse. I wanted to be respected for who I was. I wanted to be a man that did the right thing even when nobody was watching. To be a cowboy, yeah, there's nobody out there saying, okay, I need you to do this and I need you to do that and make sure you get this done and get this done and get this done. It doesn't happen. You got to be out there and you got to feed. You got to get up in the mornings and go fix that hole in the fence because you're the only one that knows about it. You've got to be able to do the right thing. Nobody, it doesn't matter if anybody's looking or not. I wanted to be that kind of man. A man that wasn't afraid to, to, to do something. To be a man that stood for something. To be respected for who I was. I wanted to be a man strong enough to do what I was asked to do. I wanted to be a man that could be trusted to be there in a pinch. Are you that kind of man? And you know what? I'm not going to be politically correct. And you, I hope you understand. I'm not just talking to the men. Are you that kind of person? These were the things that songs were written about, right? The cowboy legend. It wasn't about roping. It wasn't how well you rode. It didn't matter if you bounced when you trotted. That doesn't matter. These are the things that songs were written about and the stuff of legends and tall tales and stories. Tell me that every one of you didn't at some point in your life want to be a cowboy that looked fear in the face and did it anyway. To be a cowboy that stood for something besides himself. Wanted to be a cowboy that was respected for who he was, not what he had. To be a cowboy that did the right thing, even if nobody was watching. To be a cowboy that was strong enough to do any job that he was given. Tell me that you don't still to this day want to be a person that could be trusted to be there in a pinch. Is that you? Because a cowboy's worth is in his want. I wanted to be a cowboy. I desired it. I went after it. I would do whatever it took. And it started with wanting to be that cowboy. The second thing that I had a cowboy's worth is that I was willing they had seen it time and time again. I worked out there for years for free, helping my dad each and every day that I was there after school, during the summers. I was willing to do what a cowboy did. I was willing to go against the flow. Think about that. Does a cowboy just go along with everybody else? No, I think the very definition of a cowboy is willing to go against the flow because I guarantee you, if you're a cowboy, you ain't in it for the money. I guarantee you, you ain't in it for the money. You're not in it for the possessions. I chased cows. I didn't chase money. I made $750 a month and worked seven days a week. Now, not to say that they made me work seven days a week, but I mean, a ranch job is not a nine-to-five job. You don't get up in the morning, well, I guess I better go to work now. And No, it's, it's daylight till dark. It's, it's, it's everything that the world is not. I was willing to put my own comfort at the bottom of the to-do list. Think about that. You know what? One of the problems with this world today is most people are too dang comfortable. You want to be a cowboy? You better get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's just the way it is. I was willing to learn and listen from people that had salt instead of fame and money. 
What do I mean by that? Man, I looked up to, to Jim Ed Basham. I looked up to Paul Weatherby. I looked up to Ralph Hager. I looked up to Antonio Gallegos and Zeferino and Tomas. Those are the guys that I looked up to. I didn't care about J.P. or whatever his name is and, you know, all these famous actors. Well, Robert Duvall, I kind of looked up to him. Was, that was Gus. I looked up to people that had salt and sand, not fame and fortune. I was willing. I wanted to be a cowboy. That's what a cowboy's worth is measured by, by your want. I was willing to do whatever it took. You know what? The true strength of a man, and I want you to listen right here. Just in case, and especially you younger kids, listen to this. The true strength of a man is not found in his might or his muscles, but in his willingness. This strength is easily measured between the point when he decides to start and when he decides to quit. Think about that. True strength is measured between the point that you decide to do something and the point that you decide to quit. And you know what? Today, people aren't very strong. They're fickle. They don't finish what they start. They come up with a good idea, and the second it gets hard, they're done. You can't do that and be a cowboy. True strength is measured between the point when you decide to start and when you decide to quit. And it takes strength to be a cowboy. It ain't about roping. It ain't about riding. It ain't about knowing the exact dosage of seven-way and all this other stuff. It's not about that. You can learn that stuff. That comes from the outside in. Somebody, Doc Walters can teach you about all that. But you know what? You can't really teach somebody want to. You can't really teach somebody willingness. It's got to come from inside of you. The third reason that I got that job was because I wasn't afraid of work. I wasn't afraid to do the job. A cowboy's work is quitting when the job is done, not when you get tired. Think about that. I mean, if the fence is down or there's a fire out there, you know, you know, there's a... I remember one time we were fighting a brush fire on the Rocker B, and I stepped across an oil-filled pipeline that was running right through the fire. I wanted to quit. I didn't want to get blown up, but I stayed there. That was kind of dumb. But think about that. Quitting is when the job is done, not just when you get tired. Getting comfortable with uncomfortable, like I said. Man, you got to work to be a cowboy. If you're afraid of work, don't sign up for that. It's hard work. It's not easy. It's uncomfortable. A cowboy's work is the quickest way to, is when he understands that the quickest way to do something is to do it right. Now, I will say this about a cowboy. A cowboy will spend 42 days to figure out how to do a 30-minute job easier. It's just part of our nature. But once we figure it out, it works. A cowboy's work is hot, it's cold, it's windy, it's dusty, it's long, and it's hard, and it's rough, and it's dry, and it's wet, and it's miserable, and it's exciting, and you know what? It is worth every single second of it, guys. It is. Do you have cowboy worth? you got to want it. you got to be willing, and you got to be able to do the work. In 2 Thessalonians 1, 11, 2 Thessalonians 1.11 Paul says this, With this in mind, we constantly pray for you 
that our God may count you worthy of his calling. We pray that our God may count you worthy of his calling. Now here's the million dollar question. Are you worthy of God's calling? Are you worthy to ride for the long X? Are you worthy to ride right next to Jesus Christ in the pastures that He has called us together? Are you worthy? Because I hear a lot of people with big old butts, excuses, well, I'd like to be a Christian, but I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. You know what? Are you worthy? I say that true Christians are. What does it mean to be cowboy worthy? What is God looking for that will make him count us as worthy? He's looking for his son in you. We have to want to be like Jesus. The Bible calls us to be Christ-like, and you have to want that. You know what? A lot of people, they want salvation, but they don't want to act anything like Jesus acted. They don't want to live that kind of life. If you want to be counted as worthy, you've got to want to be like Jesus. And I tell you what, there has never been another man as manly and as tough as Jesus Christ that walked this earth. We should all desire to be like him. Man, he wasn't scared of nothing. He didn't care who you were. He wouldn't tell it to you straight. He didn't matter if it was government or tough guy or a guy that had a legion of demons in him. Boy, he, he stood up to everybody. And he also healed the sick. He also cared for people. He also washed his disciples' feet. He also died on a cross. You got to be you got to want to be like Christ. To be counted as worthy, we must want to do what Jesus told us to do. To look fear in the face and do it anyway. How many times did Jesus say that? Do not be afraid. You got to want to stand for something besides yourself. Don't look out for number 1, look out for your neighbor. Let Jesus take care of you, you take care of everybody else. You got to want that. If you want to be called worthy by the Almighty, to be respected for who you are, not what you have. Jesus told the Pharisees, He said, man, you look great on the outside, but inside you're full of filth and rot. you got no respect for me. Be respected for who you are, not what you have. you gotta, you got to want to do the right thing, even if no one is watching. Jesus said that. He said, oh, you pray good prayers when everybody's watching, but then you know, when you're by yourself, you don't ever care about anything. you got to want to be like Him. you got to want to do what He told you to do. You've got to want to be a man strong enough to do the job that God called you to do. To be the man that God called you to be. You've got to want it. If you don't want it, you're not worthy. It's that plain and simple. You've got to want to be a man that can be trusted to be there in a pinch. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, didn't he? He'll always be there in a pinch. Doesn't mean you won't get bucked off. Doesn't mean that you won't go through hard times. As a matter of fact, like I preached on a couple of weeks ago, you know, Jesus promised his disciples three things. He said that they would be absurdly courageous, absurdly happy, and in a constant wreck. If you don't want that, you're not worthy. You've got to want to be like Christ. It's that simple. You have to be willing to be like him. To be counted as worthy, we must be willing to do what Jesus told us to do. To go against the flow and put our faith in things that are eternal, not money or possessions. Are you willing to do that? Sell everything you own and follow me and then you will inherit the kingdom of God. And the rich man turned away and walked away because he knew he could not do it. 
What are you willing to give up for the cause? What are you willing to give up to be a cowboy for Christ? And if it is anything different than I am willing to give up everything, you're not worthy. It won't happen. I'm sorry. There is not another way in. You're either all in or you're not in at all. To be worthy, you have to go all in. You have to put your own comfort at the bottom of the to-do list. Quit worrying about how you feel all the time. Oh, you're having a bad day? So? That doesn't give you a right to go treat people like crap. Oh, you're sad? That doesn't mean that you can't help somebody else out. Quit worrying about so much about you and start worrying about Him and your neighbor. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Think about that. You've got to be willing to be Christ-like. You've got to be willing to know that Jesus taught us that having salt is more important than having status. Now for you that ain't cowboys, man, a man that has salt means something. He's got gravel. He's got sand. That's a good thing. Is that you? Would you like, would you like it to be you? It can be. You just got to want to be like Christ. You've got to be willing because I know a lot of people may want to be like Christ, but they do things unwillingly. They do it begrudgingly. They moan and they complain. All the time. Look around. Is it you? Are you constantly praising God and being thankful and being content? Or does most of what comes out of your mouth a complaint in some form or fashion? Because you cannot be willing if you're complaining. Those are the exact opposites. Hey, do you have horses? If you do, then you need to call my friends Rod and Brenda Denning at Hitch and Post Hay. This is where I get all of my hay and Fiona loves it. Call them at 303-324-8217 and tell them that you heard about them from Save the Cowboy and they'll donate 5% of the sale to our mission to reach cowboys and cowgirls. Give Hitch and Post Hay a call for premium quality horse hay at 303-324-8217.